there. This is Angelie Fisher for English Breakfast. On today's program, I speak with Miriam Parizato from the International Office of the University of Applied Sciences Esslingen. She tells us about their exchange programs and how students can obtain an international certificate in intercultural competence, as well as their Foreign Friends program, where students welcome incoming students from abroad. Stay tuned to hear more about foreign exchange at the University of Applied Sciences Esslingen. Good morning. It's nice to have you here today. Yeah. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to English Breakfast. Maybe you could start for some of our listeners, telling us what is the international office at the Hochschule Esslingen. What is their function? What does that mean?、Mm -hmm. The international office has different kind of things. For example, we help. Our exchange students who come from the partner universities to study here at Hochschule Esslingen, and we also help those students from Hochschule Esslingen who would like to go abroad and spend a study term abroad, or also do a practical training abroad. We promote mobility for professors and the team of the Hochschule Esslingen. Deal with all the contracts and、um, the contacts of the partner universities. And help with the internationalization process of、um, Hochschule Esslingen. How did you get into this position or get interested in、mm -hmm. the international work? Well, <laughs> yeah, I've always been interested in international exchange and international surroundings, due to my personal background.、Mm -hmm. Because my father is Italian and my mother German, so yeah, I grew up with two cultures anyway. So. Yeah, and then I've got a bachelor degree in European business and did a master in intercultural competence. So it's what I'm interested in. And it's your passion. I, yeah,、mm -hmm. it's my passion. And yeah, I would like to encourage students to go abroad and to to make this experience because it's so so precious. It sounds like a lot of different activities that you guys are in charge of.、Mm -hmm. You're a technical university, though, so you don't usually think of this hub of internationality at a technical university. How important do you find that is today, or is there more demand for it than in the past?、Mm, I think it is really important for students of technical faculties to go abroad and to learn another language, because even if they stay in Germany, they will have an international workplace. They will have to talk in English. They may have colleagues from different nations, so it is really important, and it is also important for themselves to get more independent and just to broaden their horizon. It is important for everyone. Doesn't matter if it's technical or language faculty. How many students take advantage of going abroad? Usually, they go abroad for one semester, and they also have the possibility to do a double degree. It takes one year. Usually, it's about 120 students who do a study term abroad or a double degree, and also about 120 students who do an internship term abroad. So that's substantial numbers. How many international students come to Esslingen or Göppingen campuses?、Mm -hmm. In total, it's about 180 students. Oh, yeah, for the University of Esslingen in Göppingen, it's about 20 students. Per year, you offer certain programs for the international students、mm -hmm. as well that are、mm -hmm. coming. Is there any kind of welcome or preparation? What kind of activities do you have? Yeah, there is. First of all, we offer an orientation program 
for the international students. We just explain how the university works. We go to the city hall, to the bank, to open a bank account. And so real life skills yeah, as well. Yeah. And they also have social activities. We do excursions, for example, or they have German language and German history class. We also offer after the orientation program, program that is called International Friends Program. What does that involve? That gives exchange students and students of the Hochschule Esslingen the possibility to get to know each other. What countries are the students from? So from Argentina, from Mexico, from France, from Finland, from Sweden. So it's a little world in itself. <laughs> For example, we go to the Christmas market in Esslingen or they cook together so, yeah, it's just for them to meet. Is there a buddy program or is it more like a meetup? Um, this program is more like a meetup, but there are um, faculties which offer also buddy programs. So that it's one-to-one. What kind of advice would you give somebody planning on taking a semester abroad? How would you think that they should best prepare? Well, um, first of all, it's important to improve the language skills. The Hochschule Esslingen has an institute for foreign languages where they can also improve their foreign language knowledge and they can just have a look at the different possibilities. The different faculties have different partner universities abroad in Europe and Asia and the United States, so almost everywhere. <laughs> and um, we offer, for example, intercultural trainings also for outgoing students and a lot of information sessions regarding internship terms or study abroad terms or the double degree. Yeah, and of course, we also advise them on an individual basis. What do you find are the most popular destinations? What are the ones that are most requested right well, now? Yeah, right now it's um, definitely the United States and the UK and also Asia and those are the three most wanted countries. Mm -hmm. And where do most of the foreign students come from that are wanting to come to our campuses mm -hmm. here? Most of them come from China, Mexico, and also the United States. How does that work? What's the framework? Is there always a partner-university relationship behind the exchange? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, we have um, 39 partner universities with a student exchange and 11 partner universities with faculty exchange. Oh, and, okay. Um, there may be some students from universities um, which are not partner universities, but uh, most of them come from partner universities and go to partner universities. So it sounds like it's actually quite lived out when also the faculty are encouraged to go abroad and teach abroad as yeah. well. Yeah, exactly. They would be doing that as a teaching role. or Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They will give mm -hmm. lectures abroad. What's that process like? Would that also be for a semester or would that be for a longer term? Um, they can choose. Mm -hmm. They can um, mm -hmm. just go there for one week or even for, for a longer time, okay. depending on the requirements. Mm -hmm. It's a specific job that's available mm -hmm. for a specific task. Then there's an application process that mm -hmm. goes through. How do universities find each other? Is there some kind of online platform where universities can communicate with one another, something like an online dating service? How can we visualize the process? Well, basically, sometimes students tell us they wish to go to um, a special country. Sometimes it depends on strategic matters of the faculty. We just try to find partner universities where, for example, the course offer fits, where there's an English course offer, for example, where the content 
also fit to, together. So if I get this right, the partner universities establish connections and assess whether or not the programs have equivalents because students also have to be able to transfer the courses that they take. But it's probably also through the professors and the different research projects that they're working on in collaboration and the different networks that they have. Exactly. Right. Sometimes it's um, just personal relationships. Yeah. Now, you have these programs where you can go abroad, do a semester abroad, but you also have something that I saw was an intercultural competence certificate mm -hmm. or some kind of qualification. Yeah. Maybe you could tell us about that. Yeah, that is for students who went abroad or students who maybe do not have the possibility to go abroad. And students can um, choose from different areas and it gives credits for intercultural activities. So, for example, if they take place in the International Friends Program or if they are a buddy within the faculty, they receive some points or credits. And, for example, if they do a language course abroad or if they take place in an intercultural training They receive credits and in the end they receive a certificate which they can present with their application documents. Even if you don't have the possibility or maybe the funding to go abroad, there's still ways to be able to learn more intercultural competence. Mm, exactly. mm -hmm. Do you find that this is something that employers are looking more for than in the past? Mm -hmm. This type of intercultural competence? I think it is more important that students obtain intercultural competence because in their work there will be an international workforce so they will have to deal with different cultures and companies have branches abroad so it may be that they will have to go abroad and spend some years abroad. If you work in the exportation area it's the same, you will always have to deal with different countries. Because you've had a relationship with both of these cultures Tell us some of the cultural differences that you've noted between Germany and Italy. Of course, it's very difficult to say, I know, because there are so many different regions within these countries. But what are some of your impressions? Well, yeah, I must admit that maybe it's a bit different for me because sometimes if you grow up with two cultures, sometimes I cannot say, okay, that is my Italian side, that is my German side, that is what I like about Germans or what I like about Italians. And of course, it always depends on what kind of persons um, you meet there. But basically, I think, um, yeah, Italians, they, they know how to live. That's really, they, I don't know, yeah, Germans are like punctual, they like to work, um, they, um, if they tell you, we'll meet tomorrow at nine, they will be there tomorrow at nine, no matter what happens. And sometimes Italians, they, they don't like to say no. So they always try to find a way to be um, polite with everyone and you just believe them and then sometimes um, they don't show up at all. So <laughs> that's maybe a bit of a difference. Yeah, but it depends on the sure. individual. But and with food, maybe the relationship with do you find there's a big difference? Well, yeah, food is really important in Italy. And it's also important within the family. For example, on Sundays, you will have a lunch that lasts, I don't know, depending um, two or three hours. Mm. And um, food is really important. And they um, also take the time to prepare the food and most of the food is self-made. And what about the um, gender roles? 
That's yeah. something that interests <laughs> yeah. always interests me. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, that's <laughs> I can tell you that I personally, I am quite shocked about um, Italian television, for example. Oh, okay. Because um, not all um, programs, of course, but there are a lot of programs um, which use women as decoration. So hmm. that is something I don't like at all. And I think that is also difficult for German women to understand. And I've talked to Italian women too, mm -hmm. and there are some who are really um, saying, oh, we cannot understand how the women can be used as decoration. And of course, there are women that are emancipated in um, Italy too, but I think the position of women in Germany is better. They are more on an equal level. You probably get a lot of feedback as well. How do you find the students receive it when they come back? What are some of the things that they say? Things that don't work out and things that mm. do work out? Well, I think some of them really have differences that there's a different kind of culture and a different way things work. And they may be um, a bit impatient. But I think in the end, everybody succeeds. And that is what everyone says. Everyone says they are so glad They went abroad and they would do it immediately again. And some of them even do an internship abroad afterwards. They stay even longer abroad. Some find it difficult to deal with the language, but all of them succeed. They have good grades. You mentioned that a lot of Chinese people mm -hmm. are coming here. Yeah. So I guess the student body is also dealing with these Chinese students, mm -hmm. as well as some of the Hochschule students mm -hmm. are going to China. Yeah. Do you know of any of the cultural differences that the students are confronted with? What some outgoing students told me is that food was quite interesting because it was quite different. Also, the hierarchy is different in China. So that's what they said. And also, for example, when they live on campus, German students usually they have one room for one or two students and all the Chinese students, they have less space. They share one room and they are four or five people. So, okay. yeah, there's a great difference. But Chinese students are really helpful. They help the German students and they yeah, try to be in contact and to make friends. Just a taste of some traditional folk music from the area of Hebei near Beijing. That's a song entitled Welcome To the guests. I saw on your webpage that there's an Erasmus International mm -hmm. staff training yeah. week. Yeah. Um, maybe you could tell us what's that about? Yeah, and we have invited staff member of our partner universities to stay at Esslingen for one week. It will be like a seminar. We will offer some workshops and we will also offer excursions and a German language course. Yeah, it's um, just for them to get to know each other and for us to get to know our partners better. And one evening there will be an international night and all our exchange students will present their partner universities. The staff members of our partner universities can also present their universities. We will do excursions, we will do a trip to Tübingen and they will get to know Esslingen and of course they will have the possibility to do some networking and also to improve the relationship with our international office. Sounds like a great initiative. Is it the first time that you've done um, this before? It's the second time. Mm -hmm. We did one in 2010.
As someone who gets to witness a lot of first-time interactions of people from different cultures, I couldn't help but ask about critical incidences. A critical incidence is a term that's used by interculturalists to describe misunderstandings which happen due to cultural differences. Being at the hub of people coming and going and giving them information to prepare for it, maybe you could tell us an example of a critical incident that you've heard about or experienced yourself. One story of a colleague of mine. Basically, Monica was doing the orientation program, and last semester, for the first time, we had some Indian students. Mm -hmm. Monica was preparing her presentation. She was speaking and the Indian guys, they always, they shook their heads when she was telling something. So she thought, oh my God, what? why do they shake their heads? <laughs> yeah, left to right. Like that, yeah, left mm -hmm. to right. What, what, what's that? And um, she was quite confused, but in the end she thought, oh yeah, I know. And I think in India it's um, the other way around. So if they say yes, they shake their head from left to right and not from, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up, and down. Yeah, yeah. up and down. So. I love those misinterpretations <laughs> and then mm. afterwards. It can be also sometimes something really small or mm -hmm. something that you don't even realize during the time. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards mm -hmm. you, you realize that That, that wasn't quite how I had expected it the first time, yeah. that sort of discovery. I know a different story mm -hmm. from a Turkish professor, okay, which is quite nice. He was in Esslingen to give a lecture, and he gave his lecture. He found the lecture was quite good. In the end, students started to applaud, like they do in Germany, like they knocked... Mm -hmm. Knocking on, yeah, on, on, on the, the desks. Yeah. yeah, if you don't know that, that's what the Germans do during lectures and also presentations in yeah. companies. And um, yeah, he was quite confused because if you do that in Turkey, it means that it's absolutely crap what you oh, just told. Okay. So he was really shocked and thought, oh my God, what did they... At first he thought, oh no, they didn't like it. Mm. They didn't like it. I must have done something wrong. But yeah. in fact, a positive sign, a sign of a job well done. If someone wanted to find out more information about the Akademische Auslandsamt and the work mm -hmm. that they do, how could they do that? They could visit our webpage, which is www.hs-esslingen.de. They can find a lot of information there or they can also just come to our office and talk to us. Miriam, it was very nice having you here at English Breakfast. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. <laughs> I wish you much success in all of your international mm. activities and Thank in helping the student body and the staff become more international mm -hmm. with the Hochschule Essingen. Yeah. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure having Miriam Parizotto on the program. If you would like to find out more details about our programming, please do not hesitate to contact me through social media. All the details you can find in our show notes. This is Angeline Fisher signing off for English Breakfast, wishing you the very best wherever you may be, here at home or abroad. Until the next time. <laughs>